Hello, guys. Welcome back. It has been a wild couple of weeks and we are so grateful to have you all here listening and learning about crypto with us. This week, we're sitting down with someone who has achieved some incredible goals and created amazing wealth for herself. At the moment, her net worth is sitting at over $300,000 and she has left her corporate role to work full-time sharing her journey on YouTube and social media. If you don't know who I'm talking about, her name is Sanjana, and we will be chatting all about portfolio diversification. Now, Sanjana shares how she purchased three properties by the time she was 25, and we go step-by-step step through her crypto strategy, both to get to where she is now and what she's thinking of doing in the future. She shares how she performs research and with a background in risk management, Sanjana explains how this has helped and influenced her in her investment journey and some key takeaways that we could all benefit from. If you love this episode, let us know, screenshot it and tag Success by Sanjana and tapping into crypto and let us know your biggest takeaway from the day. So if you're a beginner, a Bitcoin veteran or just crypto curious, I am your host, Alicia Chapman, and this is Tapping Into Crypto. Welcome to the podcast, Sanjana. It's so good to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Alicia. It's great to be on. So for those listeners who haven't found you just yet, you run the incredible account on Instagram and YouTube that is Success by Sandna. And it is somewhere where you share so much incredible advice. For those that haven't found you yet, can you give us a little bit of background into how this all came about for you? Yeah, definitely. So... I was actually working a ordinary nine to five job and I was working within the risk management field. Prior to Westpac, I was actually at KPMG and that's where I really started my YouTube channel. Um, that's where I sort of started along the lines of, you know, just vlogs, fashion, beauty. And then I decided to share something along the lines of my career and how to get into the big four sort of industry. And once I shared that story, a lot of people were really interested in knowing more about, you know, job applications and whatnot. And then I thought there's an audience for this. And I thought, you know, if I take people along with me, they want to know about the career stuff, but maybe I can take them along with the personal finance stuff as well. So then that's when I started really opening up about my personal finances, my real estate journey, crypto portfolio, and like recently NFTs as well. So people have definitely loved that. And off the back of that, I decided I would open up or run my own one-on-one -on -one career coaching service where it's not so much career coaching now because I really want to just expand that and talk, you know, just my story about personal finance as well. But yeah, just off the back of that, it's just been, it's been great. People have loved the coaching. They find a lot of value with it. And I also do CV reviews as well. So yeah, that's a little bit about how that all really started. It's amazing. And you touched on crypto there. So a question that we ask every single person to tapping into crypto is what was your very first crypto purchase? Yes. So my very first crypto purchase was in mid 2018 and I bought at the wrong time. I was yep. so early. I was so new into the whole process. I didn't know what I was doing. And I actually bought a few Cardano. Yeah. I didn't buy Bitcoin like everyone else. I bought Cardano and yeah, that was my first investment. 
Oh my gosh. And did you hang on to it or with the crash that came, did you sell it? (laughs) No. So I actually, I held on to it and I still have it today. I just thought because I had invested about $4,000 and I thought, you know, my portfolio came crashing down to about $200. And I was like, what's the point of me selling now? There's really not much I'm going to do with $200. So I just left it in there and I haven't taken it out. How amazing. Oh my gosh. And I do love every time someone talks about buying around that time, they always follow with, Oh my gosh. And I bought at the wrong time. And I'm like, well, yeah, at that time, it a hundred percent felt like that. But in the long run, and if you are investing for the long term, you look back at that and you're like, Oh, that was actually still pretty, a pretty good buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. How good. So, uh, we can talk about so much with you. And I do, before we dive into diversifying your portfolio and the importance of that, something I'd love to touch on is you did mention you came from a corporate background in risk management. Mm-hmm. How important is risk management and how does that impact your investing strategy today? Yeah. So essentially, I'll talk about what risk management actually is because I feel like a lot of people may not know. But essentially, it's the process around identifying, monitoring and managing potential risks so you can minimize them or minimize the negative impact that they have on an organization. And I think being involved in that sort of world, it's really just given me an insight into different industries, um, see different risks emerging within organizations and how business, you know, we see that businesses are not ready to tackle new challenges. And I think because I've seen the negative side of things, I feel like I took that sort of advice on board for myself. And I really just wanted to figure out a strategy for myself. So I've got financial backing and I'm not just relying on my nine to five job. And that's really where I think risk management has helped me um, in understanding obviously risk, but you know, in diversifying my portfolio as well, making sure I'm, I'm looking out for myself really. Isn't that incredible? And it is something that, you know, people who are in a corporate job or nine to five, they feel like they have that security and safety. But if you look at it from a risk perspective and actually Mm -hmm. just look at figures and numbers, it is that one thing. You have one thing that's keeping everything together and one thing that is, you know, the make or break of you being successful and having an income every single week. So Mm -hmm. to mitigate that risk, you're actually better off investing and doing all these other things and having side hustles and all the things that come along with that because that mitigates your risk by having lots of different income streams. So not only are you building wealth, but you're lowering that risk as well. It's really cool. Exactly. And I think there's been a shift as well in terms of mindset. A lot of people are sort of switching over and are looking at, you know, multiple streams of income now as well, given we've seen the pandemic and how that's affected so many people. I think people are more active and more sort of in tune with, you know, looking at other ways of earning an income. Yes. So when we do look at diversifying your portfolio, you have an incredibly diverse portfolio, which you are very open with, which I love. Part of that is property. So Mm -hmm. do you want to talk us through how, I guess, at such a young age, I think you've got three properties. Is that right? Yep. Three. Oh my gosh. So at such a young age, how did you manage to accumulate enough wealth to be able to purchase those properties? Yeah. I think it really just started when I was working in my banking job. I knew that obviously, you know, being an employee, I had a few benefits working at a bank. So you get like few LMI waivers. And I was like, I really want to take advantage of those perks. And at that time, I had accumulated enough savings to, I think, potentially get my first property. So how I really went about it, I first actually spoke to a mortgage broker and I just asked him, I was like, 
do I have a borrowing capacity that can get me a property that I know I'm not going to get in Sydney because I can't afford that, but I just want to enter the market. And he had suggested, you know, looking regionally and that's what I did. And then once he had told me, you know, what my serviceability could be like and my borrowing capacity, I then reached out to a buyer's agent and a good friend of mine as well. And he sort of did all the research for me. And that's essentially what a buyer's agent does. They do all the research for you. They make sure that you're going to get a good return, capital gain as well, but you know, positive cash flow as well. So yeah, once I sort of engaged the buyer's agent, they really just took me through the process. And I then waited a year because I had actually purchased my first property pre-pandemic. And I purchased at a time where a lot of people were quite sort of negative and the confidence was really low. So I think for me, it's really worked that I have bought when a lot of people don't buy. Same with crypto as well. I bought at a time where people weren't buying and I've just, you know, held on. And then that first property really just accumulated in value over the next eight to nine months. And then um, I extracted the equity for that and I purchased my second and third one. And that was almost without any savings because of how much the first property had appreciated by. So that's essentially my journey. It's amazing. And I think it is all of those outside the box thinking as well. So, you know, looking at regional areas and rent vesting, as a lot of people refer to it as, is like yeah. you know, living where you want to and then investing where you can afford and that equity building as well. I know having this conversation with other people, it's always the first property is the hardest. Yes. And then once you've got that, the second and third, generally, if you're in the right market with the right things and you've bought well, are very, very easy to then go and acquire. So incredible strategy. And I'd love to ask you, so we spoke about how important it is to have multiple streams of revenue with portfolio diversification. Why do you think that is so important? I think obviously there's with different assets like real estate, cryptocurrency, NFTs, they've got their own sort of cycles and the market is very obviously volatile. So you want to make sure you've got your hands in a few different places just because if one cycle is down um, for a day or two and then you've got your other properties or other sort of assets which could be appreciating, I think it just works as a balance and you don't want to, you know, just put all your eggs in one basket. You want to make sure you've got your hands in a few different things just in case one isn't performing as well as the other. So I think that's really worked for me. And I think a lot of people would agree with that as well. Yeah. And so from an investing point then, what does your investment strategy look like? Yeah. So in terms of property, because I am now self-employed, I can't get a loan anymore, which is really annoying. So I need to wait for a little bit longer. But in the meantime, I have actually been investing into crypto and just dollar cost averaging my way through. And I recently did get into NFTs as well. So my investment strategy is basically I've got two portfolios. So one is my HODL portfolio, where I do not plan on selling anytime soon. That is sort of made up of my Cardano. Solana, Polkadot, Ethereum. And then I obviously plan to hold that on. That's about 20% of my entire portfolio. And then I've got obviously my trading portfolio, which um, is everything else. So that one is where I decide to sell once the market hits its sort of peak. And I think for me, it's very important to take profits along the way where you can. And that's the one that I'm looking at selling majority of when we do see that, you know, the peak. And then back in the bear market, if it does follow that sort of similar cycle as it has been, I am looking to dollar cost average back into the market. And if it does play out for the next cycle, and that's great. But just really, I think reassessing and seeing how we go and go with the flow really. But yeah, take profits where you can and then enter back into the market once it does dip. 
Yeah. And I think that is something that a lot of people think it's the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're like, oh no, if I don't buy in now, then I'm going to miss out. And buying the dip, buying when something's on its way down, there's, you know, terms around catching falling knives and all of those things. But I guess if you've done your research and you've backed the project, dollar cost averaging, we've done an episode on that and why that is so beneficial. And even if you do buy and it drops even further, you're still probably going to purchase something that in the long term is going to still be a great buy. Like we spoke about in 2018, still a great buy, even though at the time it certainly didn't feel that way. So I think, you know, all of those strategies really just help you to remove some of the emotion that comes Mm -hmm. with trading. And I think that's when you can really be successful is when you, you know, close your eyes and you're watching the red (laughs) come onto your charts, but you're like, okay, I see the bigger picture here. And I know, and I believe this is going to come good. A hundred percent. I think it's really important to also in the beginning, if you are starting out to just invest and put money away that you can actually afford to lose as well. So you don't feel too bad about it, but yeah, it's training for you when you do sort of invest into crypto. Once you can get over that first hurdle of, you know, emotions, volatility. And then once you sort of understand how it really works, I think it definitely becomes easier. Sure. And so when you've got these two portfolios, you've got, you know, your HODL portfolio and then something that's a little more active. How do you find assets that you want to invest in? Yeah. So I think for me, I always try and educate myself. I watch a lot of YouTubers. I think that's the best form of like educating yourself. There's so many YouTube channels out there that talk about cryptocurrency. And I'm personally the one that wouldn't really look into technicals and charts. That's just not me. I look at sort of people that talk more into sort of a macro perspective. I think that sort of aligns with me more. But yeah, follow a lot of YouTubers. They make it very simple and easy to understand. I also make sure that I look into researching for the project itself. So go on the project website, making sure I look at that because they usually have like a good timeline of things and what's next for them. Um, I also then follow Twitter as well. And you can also join like Discord groups. I think that's always a great way to um, align yourself with a community of people that, you know, just love talking about crypto. So put it just a good friend circle that is very actively involved in cryptocurrency. So they're always, you know, keeping me on my toes and they're always like, we're always sharing ideas. And I think if you've got like a close knit um, circle or common interest, it's really easy to sort of talk about that and share that on a daily basis, really. Yeah. Amazing. And how much time would you say that you do spend trading um, in that more active portfolio? Look, I would probably dollar cost average every week or second week. It all just really depends on when I get paid. So obviously keep a chunk aside for savings and then whatever's really left, I just really put it all into crypto. And I think it may not be the same approach that other people believe in, but I just feel if we can do it now, and this is what I've been hearing a lot of YouTubers talk about, if we do it now, I think there's only a couple of weeks left before it does sort of take off. And yeah, after that point, I don't think I'll be putting any more in until it sort of does dip. Amazing. And so what do you think about like the future of blockchain and cryptocurrency and where it's all heading? Obviously, you've done so much research into the space. What do you think about the actual technology and where that's going? Oh, I think it's 100% the future. It is exactly where we're going. And we obviously saw CBA come out with that news as well. I think that is incredible. I definitely see it being the future and I wholeheartedly believe um, blockchain technology. It's really funny because I was actually looking at some jobs for fun. That's really what I do. But I was looking at some jobs and seeing a lot of like blockchain jobs that have been advertising now. And that obviously wasn't the case a couple of years ago. And seeing that people actually hiring for these roles I think is incredible. And it's just, yeah, it's just the beginning really. 
It is. And we did a really exciting episode a couple of weeks ago with Chloe White, who is the managing director of Genesis Blog. And we spoke about the work that the government is doing in this area. And guys, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, jump back because it's so interesting. Like I thought, you know, with all the news announcements and things that you read and how invested we are in the crypto space that we knew a lot, but there is so much else going on and behind the scenes that really just shows this is, you know, it's not going away. And those crypto winters that we've had in the past, they might not be as long. You know, no one's going to be able to predict that, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be as much of a dip, I guess, as it has been in the past. Yeah. What's really funny, actually, I actually did a YouTube video with my ex-manager, executive manager that hired me for my Westpac role. And I asked him at the end of the interview, I was like, what are your thoughts on cryptocurrency? And because he's got like, you know, a lot of intel and he's really, um, he knows the banking world. So I was like, what are your thoughts? And it was really funny. This is like two weeks before CBA actually announced their news. And he was saying, no, it's not, I didn't see it happening, you know, at least five to six uh-huh. years, no way. And it's really funny once this news comes out, like they're already you know, thinking about this. So it's definitely underway. Yeah. And it was kind of... We said this um, on that episode and I say it all the time at the moment. It feels like buy now, pay later. And you know that was such a dirty word, especially with the banks for such a long time. And then one by one, they started acquiring or creating their own buy now, pay later service. And it's just something that all of them are involved in some way, shape or form now. And crypto feels like it's going to head on that same path, which is super exciting for all of us. Very exciting. So excited to see what's next. Yes, definitely. So if someone's just starting out with crypto or perhaps they're looking to, I guess, diversify their portfolio and have something that has a little bit more of a hodl strategy behind it, it is that long term. Do you have any advice for someone who's just starting out? Yeah, I would say, so personally, when I started out, I started off First of all, I'd like to say, I think everyone should sort of tap their feet or you know, dip their feet into the crypto world, even if it's just a little bit. I think, you know, personally for me, starting out with $4,000, I think becoming familiar with the volatility and controlling your emotions with the market fluctuations, I think I obviously learned the hard way. And once you become comfortable with the volatility, you'll understand it more. And then you obviously feel more comfortable putting more in. So I think, you know, obviously just if you're thinking about it, get onto it and only put in what you can actually afford to lose because, you know, you may not understand the market enough to understand the cycle. So I think if you can just put in what you can afford to lose, then you won't feel too bad about it. And of course, do your research. There are so many resources out there. Just take the time to educate yourself. But I think having a small percentage of your investment portfolio, I think is a great way to really understand how crypto works, I would definitely recommend. I'm telling all my friends as well. Yes. I feel like it's such a hot topic at the moment. It has been for a little while, but especially at the moment with how much growth we've seen in the market over the last few weeks. And it's so exciting. And I love that you suggest only putting in what you can afford to lose because when you're in that mindset and that investment strategy, it means you know if we do see a huge crash then that emotion again is a little bit more removed. And you know, when you get like you get down to $200, you're like, oh, okay, all right, I'll just leave it. And look at how much that pays off in the long run. So yeah, um, it's really good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Well, you, as we mentioned, you have so much more information to give people, not just in the crypto space, but all things investment and strategy. So if someone's looking to find out more, we'll pop it all in the show notes, but where can they find you? 
Yeah, definitely. So you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. My handle is success by Sanjana, one word. And if you're interested in talking more about career strategy and you want to have like one-on-one coaching with me, you can head to my website as well, successbysanjana.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure and we will talk to you very soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 